Welcome back to another episode of A Freud of the Dark, your favorite podcast that discusses Freudian psychology. Tonight, we will be focusing on states of consciousness and dream interpretations. But first, let's introduce ourselves. Hey, it's Kirsten. I'm Jake. And it's Carol. Without further ado, let's get started by talking about one of Freud's most famous concepts, the conscious and the unconscious. In case you didn't know... (laughs) We're going to, like, give you a little bit of background information on Freud's states of consciousness. Take us through it, Jake. Yes, all three of them. Okay. (laughs) So the state of consciousness that people usually know the most about is the state of conscious awareness. So this basically contains all of our memories, feelings, and thoughts that we're aware of at a given time. Your conscious experiences are always changing. So right now your conscious is hopefully focused on what you're listening to in this podcast, But it might not be later on when you're thinking about something else or get kind of distracted. So Freud also had the idea of pre-consciousness, which is any information that's not really in the conscious mind. So you're not really thinking about it like in the moment, but can be quickly recalled and put into the conscious mind. Yeah. When someone asks you about something like Jake, when's your birthday? December 10th, 2001. Well, you just use your pre-conscious mind. Oh, yeah, because I wasn't thinking about it uh, right when you asked me. But then course. I had to easily recall it and bring it into my conscious mind. Carol, you are so smart. I yeah. know. Or even something basic like asking someone what their best friend's name is or who their favorite teacher is. It's something yeah. that Mr. Zepka, obviously. Yeah, Mr. Zepka. Shout out. <laughs> um. So Freud's idea of the next state of consciousness, which is called the unconscious, it was like a storage center for our thoughts, feelings, memories, but they are stored outside of our conscious awareness. Freud believed that most of the ideas that we stored in our unconscious were unpleasant in a way or something that people were trying to repress. So he thought that people would put memories and thoughts and feelings into their unconscious. He thought they would hide them away and they could be anything from like past traumas to unresolved problems or like feelings that one might be ashamed of or trying to repress. So is it basically like if something bad happens where you try to forget something, but you never really can, like it's always kind of in the back of your mind in a way? Yeah, I think it's when you like don't really think about it. Yeah, or like you push it way yeah. down so you don't have to deal with it. But like a little sneak peek later in the podcast, we will talk about Freud thought you're unconscious in like the stuff that you store in there. Like, it comes out through other ways, such as dreams, Dreams. which we might be talking about later. Dreams. So basically, by doing this, Freud believed that he could discover what was in his patient's unconscious minds, where they kept the repressed thoughts and memories of childhood trauma. So basically, the stuff that wasn't so great in their lives, or stuff that they wish they could forget, but never really could be. I feel like he was, like, a very pessimistic person. Yeah. Because he's always focusing on, like, what went wrong Yeah, it's in like, your oh, life. like, you're just, only, you're just saying that because you were, like, hurt as a child. I feel like it's opposite of what a lot of people think today, where people are, like, always thinking to look for the positives and yeah. things. Where Fred is more like, well, what's, like, your repressed, like, repressed memories and things that, yeah. like, the childhood trauma. Versus, like, other people are thinking, oh, good things that happened or good things to look forward to. No, it's finally like a bad stuff from like your childhood. Yeah, and that's probably why no one, like you never hear someone going like Freudian style therapy because like I feel like it's not. I would, that would make me cry. Yeah. Like, like 
And like, <laughs> I feel like it's just like always like, and the stuff, not even with this too, but with that, like, that Oedipus complex and stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. that stuff that like, I feel that like not all weird. of us can relate to. Yeah. And that's why I feel like a lot of people were against him. Like, in this yeah. time, and that's why you don't meet many like Freudians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the neo Freudians. Like. Yeah, that's why people are against him because a lot of his thoughts and like ideas were crazy. And so another technique that Freud used to further explore the unconscious mind was dream interpretation. So he believed that the thoughts that we repressed and couldn't really express in real life, he thought a way that they kind of made their way into our conscious mind was through dreams it's weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit I like, it kind of is okay like, here's the thing don't hate me though because like we were just talking about like how no one should agree with Freud because his ideas are so weird but i actually agree with i gotta like give him some credit for like dream interpretation though yeah because like i feel like our dreams Jake, this is your this dreams is your are my time to shine i'm literally obsessed with dreams if you didn't know. But yeah, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll get more into that later. Don't, do not worry. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people agree with his, like, dream interpretations, but not a lot of people believe with, like, his conscious and unconscious mind yeah. ideas. Because, like, dreams they, make sense. They're not random, I feel Yeah, like. and some things are, like, That's where some yeah. people disagree, though, because they're like, well, it's just, like, your brain, like, processing what happened in a day. But then... Freud adds a whole new layer to it to where he's like, well, no, that burning fire like symbolizes like, yeah, exactly. The fact that you were like hurt as a child. <laughs> yeah. And he basically, oh, chill. Yeah, he basically added like <laughs> symbols to things that some people can brush off by being like, oh, it's just something weird I saw today that's coming back. But other people right. like Freud will think like, oh, that actually symbolizes something super important. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like a bird is like you need to escape or whatever. I feel like a lot of people can apply it to their lives, so that's why more people agree with it. Okay, so Freud thought that these um, thoughts were manifesting into our dreams because our ego had its defenses down. So like all of the defense mechanisms that our body uses or that our brain uses, such as repression, displacement, projection, all of those, um, he thought that the ego, since it had his defenses lowered, were able to reach our repressed thoughts. Freud seemed to establish the description of dreams in the way that we typically believe today. In the year 1900, Freud wrote the first monograph dedicated to dreams called Dream Interpretation, which is basically one of his like biggest, most well-known works. And this was a large collection of theories and ideas on the practice of dream interpretation, which you can basically get from the title of it. His main theory is that dreams consist of underlying wishes, which are translated into manifest content through a process called dream work. And dream work consists of several stages, including condensation, displacement, figurability, and secondary elaboration. Fancy. Condensation like reminds me of the water cycle. Like, yeah, that's what Kristen said earlier. But I think it's basically just like putting like the ideas of dreams. Together. Yeah, putting them together. Yeah. So like condensation oh, involves like you're condensing. Yeah. Yeah. So like Kirit says a condensation involves combining two ideas into one image, like or symbol. So basically an example would be like 
a dream about a, ha- a house, maybe the condensation of like your fears about security or fears, wow. but like also your fears about like your appearance to the rest of the world. So like, it's like a symbol that has a double meaning. Oh, okay. That's yeah. What I just yeah. And I feel like it's basically putting them together into one, like, I mean, I feel like it's taking things like two different meanings put together into one like symbol or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what I just said. No, I know. But I mean, like, I feel like it's making it simpler in a way, but also more complicated to understand where you might think like, Oh, it's just like mm-hmm. this, but it also like could mean so much more the more you look into it. And again, I feel like that's another reason why people can really relate to Freud because if there's all these symbols that you can have in your dreams that yeah. have double meanings, then people can relate to it more since there's yeah. more meanings. So they can kind of like tailor it to their own dreams. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's why more people probably agree with him on this part of mm-hmm. his research rather than other things. Yeah. Cough, cough. Because I think <laughs> some... <laughs> it's complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a, a theory. Wild Freud that's a wild thing. Freudian theory. Yeah. The second part or second stage really of dreams, there's displacement, and it's an unconscious defense mechanism where the mind substitutes either a new aim or object for goals felt in the original form to be dangerous or unacceptable. So basically like your unconscious way of replacing bad things with something that's better. And a really common form of displacement is displaced aggression. Where it's, if someone like feels angry, but they can't direct anger towards their source of frustration, maybe for like bad consequences or whatever, they direct it onto something else. So like an example would be like, if someone's really mad at their sibling, instead of like hitting their sibling, they'll like punch a pillow or scream into a pillow instead of screaming at other people. And it's just, a, it's a better way, I guess. In a way. Yeah. Could you? So like these dream like for dreams, the displacement would be like coming the form of like a villain that appears like in your dreams. Yeah, or like say you have you're like mad at this one person and you have the you you have this dream of you like beating them up or like yelling at them or something. It's like a way to get that anger out without being in the real world. Mm-hmm. You kind of like your mind is kind of And I guess exactly. It could also like apply to like happy things too. Like <laughs> well <laughs> I mean I I'm sure Freud didn't think about no, that. No, probably he didn't know. <laughs> no, but that's why like if you're really upset or angry, sometimes like you'll take a nap and you're talking about if there's a villain or even if you just yell at someone in your dream, you can wake Stress up feeling, relief. yeah, you can wake up feeling better and be like, wow, I handled that and, and I'm like, not even mad anymore. Okay. I know this is getting like off top of your fur, but like think of like, if you have your real self and then if you have yourself in the dream and it's mm-hmm. kind of like, if you're displacing your anger or whatever feelings in your dream it kind of feels like a late weight's been lifted off of your shoulders you know what i mean exactly okay so for another one of freud's aspects of the dream work this part is basically called figurability but it can also be called representability too and so basically this transforms your thoughts of your dreams into it gives it meaning and it gives it relevancy in your waking life so an example that we have here is that if you have a dream where like say you're in a tower above like a crowd of people or like an audience or something this if you use figurability to figure out what it meant it means you it can mean like you towered above them intellectually or like you towered above them you're like more talented than oh. basically it's the meaning you attach to what you see in your dream this can be so different for everyone like say like you tell someone exactly the like same dream, 
But people can interpret it in so many different ways. That's, That's like another reason we keep saying every part. We're like, oh, I see how people yeah. relate to this part. I feel like is the most one where there's so much room for interpretation exactly. that everyone can get, see something different in it and make yeah. it relevant. To yeah, like you can tell me about your dream and you can think that it's something completely different than what I think. I can say, oh, like that person represents that, and you're gonna be like, no, no that's totally different. This. Yeah. Like I feel like. Everybody, even if it's not just your dream, it can be like this random like yeah. dream you hear. Like, and that's like one of the biggest criticisms. Exactly, like, because there's nothing exact about it. There's so many. Like, it's so opinionated. Mm-hmm. Like, there's I yeah, think, it's subjective. Exactly. There's yeah. no right or wrong like interpretation of dreams, oh, which is so yeah. crazy. And that makes dreams all the more confusing, though. Will we ever know what well, they choose? I don't exactly. know. Maybe not. That's a Stay tuned for the results. <laughs> <laughs> really I don't know because it is so opinionated where like you can even talk to like professional like psychologists and also maybe this is where it gets you though because then you're what you think a dream is it's shaped on like your experiences so let's say you had a trauma in your earlier life that you're trying to repress Uh then your dream is based off that trauma so that's where he eventually gets you in the end so it all comes back around Mm -hmm. we just realized something wow 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 And also, like, thinking about it, I'm wondering um, whether or not, like, culture would also influence yeah. dreams. Because, like, you oh know... Oh, my God, it's, like, biopsychosocial. <laughs> oh, my Crazy. God. No, no, no. But what I was, like, what I was thinking about is, like, the linguistic... Um, oh, what's that word that was on the... It was just... Linguistic determinism. Yes, linguistic, <laughs> linguistic determinism. Um, like how... Sorry, college board, we just saw the burning <laughs> exam. <laughs> so, I was thinking that maybe this could connect to linguistic determinism um, through culture. So, like, with linguistic determinism, how culture influence and, like, the different culture that goes with that language influences how you think. Like, maybe oh, yeah. that could be the same thing with dreams, that, like, culture could influence... Um, the things that you dream or especially the meaning that you give to your dream and like also they have those certain languages have those expressions yeah. that like don't translate to another language so like if say you have a dream in a country where you fluently speak the language where one of those expressions is used that expression would make sense in your dream because it's something relating to your language but then if someone else from a different country who speaks a different language has that same dream they could attach a totally different meaning to it because they don't know that's what that so expression true. is. But yeah. wait, wait. This is kind of unrelated, but at the same time, like, do people dream and like their language they like first learned? Like what I language are they dreaming? I think that people like usually dream in their like the language that they speak the most daily. Yeah, or, is that the same with thoughts? Like, but also, I, I f- okay, maybe not the. Th- the language that you speak with daily because some people like grew up somewhere different than what, yeah. where they live now but like I'm thinking like more of the language that you you did like grow up with what language do you dream in like do you know or do you not know um, well I'm sure you're you're not going to be consciously like oh I'm dreaming in English right now yeah well no I've thought like, about it do you dream? No. Do people talk in your dreams? Because uh, mine, sometimes mine are silent. Okay. See, that's what I don't think about. We'll get more into this. <laughs> we have the dream to stay, but I have way more than talking in my dream. Like I, I've like dreamt songs that don't exist. Like I've dreamt a full song. 
the weird thing is oh, yeah, now that you say that, that, I don't know if people talk to my dreams. Like, I feel like actions are happening, like, there's a plot line and everything. Yeah. But I don't, I've never thought about if, like, co- actual conversations are happening. Ah, I, have, I have talking in my dreams and singing. I don't think I they don't do. know. I've never thought about this deeply. Yeah. Huh. Basically, secondary elaboration makes something whole and makes sense out of the dream content. So, like, this is different than figurability because that's basically giving the meaning. But secondary elaboration, it's basically, like, like adding understanding to it. Like, yeah, you might have the meaning, but you might be like, what? But I feel like this is where you really focus on what like it means and it's basically giving understanding to so it. So it's like slowly adding context to your dreams. It really is. So yeah. it's like You're um, picking, putting down the pieces. Yeah. So like the the example you gave earlier where the man was like or the person was towering over um other people, the figureability of that could be like Intellect that you're towering over other people, you're advanced, um, you're more advanced than other people intellectually, and then that could relate to like in context that could be like a situation that you had in class or how you see yourself like in a certain like environment. So, this is the part where you kind of you have like the pieces of the dream, and now you're just starting to stick those together and make a cohesive yeah. story. I think that's, yeah, I think it's the part where you attach it to, like, your own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, we're gonna start. No. Dream analysis. Dream analysis. Dream Okay, so Jake has a dream journal, and now we're going to use Freudian concepts to analyze. A live analysis of my dreams. Okay, so basically, here's a little background. I don't know what motivated me to do this, but on the morning of April 9th, 2018, so it's been going on for over a year, I started writing down the dreams I could remember in my phone every morning when I woke up. That's actually really cool. <laughs> okay, so some of these, I couldn't remember any of them, so they're very, like, rough sketches, and only I would know what they mean if I look at them. But then some of them are, like, I can remember a whole thing. It's, like, a huge paragraph. And some things, like, so I, you know how I said people talk in my dreams? Like, there are stuff, there's, like, dreams in here where I only remember this, like, a, a tagline that people said, so it was, like, just, like, a really memorable huh. slogan for my dream. That's all I oh, yeah, remember. like those short phrases that you, like, remember. Yeah, like, there's some, like, really good one-liners, I guess. So, okay, <laughs> how should I pick one of these? Should I just, like, scroll and then randomly stop on one? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a fun way to pick one. Okay. That sounded so sarcastic. It wasn't. It really wasn't. Okay. This one... This one was from June 29th, 2018. So it was, like, still pretty new to the Dream Journal thing. And it says, Dream... Okay, I'll give you the backstory on this too. So this is, it says in my notes, dream where I got one wish and my one wish was to get my Twitter account back 
And then when I got it back, I scrolled through this person's account and lots of pictures of his house were on there. So basically, the thing, the backstory, house, we were talking house. about that. Oh my god. No, we saw something about it earlier. Than yeah, it. so basically, a lot of times, oh, no. houses, oh my gosh. Like, a lot of times, houses represent oh people in Wait, dreams. Wait, let me give the backstory of my dreams. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll, like, we'll analyze it in a second. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. okay, let me give the backstory to give more context to this dream. So basically, last June, I... I had like I have I've had my Twitter account for a long time and last June um I had to log back in and long story short when I logged back in they found out that I made the Twitter when I was 13 years old and the minimum age you had to be was like 14 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I made it when I was 12 yeah. and I had to be 13. So Twitter noticed this when I was logging back in, even though I've had the account for many years. And I was logging back in and they said like we're not gonna let you log back in since we found out that you made it. When you were under eight, under the Twitter age. So I got my Twitter account suspended. I felt really lost. And so basically, <laughs> I guess. And then so I got this one wish in a stream. And the person whose Twitter I was scrolling through, his name is Musa. He is a friend that I like met online. And like we just followed each other on Twitter. So like. Mm-hmm. But basically. So in this dream, I, I got one wish, and my wish was to get my Twitter account back, which makes sense because I just lost my account at the time I was having this dream. And then I got it back, and I scrolled through his account, and there was just pictures of his house on his account. So, like, what, what do we think this means? Okay, okay, so like I said before, um, it's some people believe, and I think Freud backed this, that houses represent people, and the more plain houses are, like, men... And the houses with like balconies yeah, wait, and everything. Yeah, then they're then those houses represent women. So maybe I I don't know. Maybe something with the houses. I don't, I don't remember what the houses looked like. Because like obviously this is so long ago since it was well, from yeah. last year. And what's crazy though is that like they could be people. Maybe this could be like way off. But maybe the houses could represent like. Maybe the followers you lost, or like the oh other, God. or like the other like yeah. accounts that you like no. used to follow that now you can't see, so you can only see like the outfits. That's so weird, yeah. though. And so, like, also, but it goes to show how like your manifest content of your dream is so related to your life. Because I know it was in June of last year that my Twitter account got taken away, and mm-hmm. this dream was from June of last year. Yeah. So, like, what was going on in my real life, like, found its way into my dream, like, right away. Yeah. And, like, the, also the house, um, it said that it symbolized, like, it could also symbolize um, your, like, a personal identity crisis. So, like, you were oh saying God. earlier, like, you said you didn't have your, you didn't have access to your Twitter. And I felt and empty. You felt empty. And also, you, oh didn't, you, you didn't see, like, inside of the houses. You only saw, like, the image of it. So, like, it shows, like, your self-image, your outer image is being affected. And you're, okay. you're, like, anxious about your outer image. Maybe Freud had some points. Like, I don't know. That really makes sense. And, like, obviously, I don't remember exactly what I was feeling at the time I had that dream because mm-hmm. it was a year ago. But Was there any other details to it? No, that's... I read everything that I had. Okay, so that was pretty interesting. Like, I guess Freud really does know like a lot about us and i can yeah. see where some people can relate to his ideas yeah i feel like even though people have a lot of like have a lot of reasons to be against his ideas there's yeah. also a lot, a lot. A lot. there's <laughs> also a lot of things that you can relate to that i guess a lot of people don't really think about mm-hmm. maybe people don't give him the credit he deserves 
Maybe. Nah. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> and that is all the time we have today on Afraid of the Dark. So. Thanks for listening. And dream on. Dream on. Dream on. Dream on. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,